0: Hello, my curious colleagues, and as promised, this one's a two-parter, and this episode will be featuring the rest of my conversation with my colleague, Jean Jones. Let's go back to one of the other of the three priorities that you had mentioned. We said innovation. Um, Let's talk risk mitigation through data a little bit. Tell me more about that and your perspective on that.
1: Yeah, so we just touched a little bit on general risk mitigation, but risk mitigation through data is when, when I think about the value that CX brings to an organization, risk mitigation through data, it can can be one of the most um, powerful uh, ways to areas, I should say, to leverage for a company. and. Um, just l- let me just share a couple examples of how you can mitigate risk through data. Um, setting up triggers, I, you know, it's critically important that you have analysts behind the scenes in um, customer operations looking at data sets and really deeply understanding what a normal range is, so that mm. you can proactively set up thresholds that would quickly alert you. If there is a situation happening that is outside of the norm. So mm-hmm. um, proactively setting up those uh, triggers is really critical. And then um, automating workflows. <laughs> this kind of goes hand in hand with triggers, but there are so many opportunities that we have now to automate workflows so that business stakeholders get information about the customer experience in a it's going to the right stakeholders at the right time to really be able to respond quickly. It's, uh, we've just talked about the importance of these relationships, right? <laughs> and, right. Uh, uh, the, one of the things that any, anyone who knows me knows that I, I love the idea of storytelling and because to me, it's, it's one thing to share Um, an insight or a a data point, it's a whole nother thing to put it into a story so that you can truly represent the voice of the consumer and and Mm -hmm. represent that experience in a bigger way. And if you've got automated workflows that can quickly get the right people, the right information at the right time, that truly helps with your ability to be the advocate for the customers and tell their stories. And then the third one was really just um, being able to differentiate sentiment from volume. I think that example I had given where uh, we worked on a patent to be able to normalize and share data across the industry, Mm -hmm. one of the um, really important elements of the infrastructure of how we were going to set up that data and support that data was being able to tie in sentiment and um, differentiate frequency of consumer contacts from the impact of consumer contact uh, the impact of the experience of the consumer so let me give you an example of that if you're yeah. if you're uh, receiving a contact and you're going through the process of categorizing it and ta- mm-hmm. like in some cases, what well, you'll call it, tagging it, and and putting the correct tags on it. One of the tags that you can use is a sentiment tag to say this is a ten on the pain scale and a really really high frustration level, or this is a five. They're they're upset. Mm-hmm. They're they're bothering to reach out to us. They're taking their time out of the day because it was impactful enough, mm-hmm. but they're probably not going to tell their friends about it or. Um, really think too much about it after they've let their voice be heard. Or it's a one, this is a really passive. Hey, just wanted to let you know. um, I had this. I'm the kind of person that likes to make sure that if I experience it, I think about others who might be experiencing it too. And I like to help. So I'm just going to let you know about it. And you could have a scenario where there's a product that has thousands of contacts, but those contacts are more the, Hey, Just wanted to let you know, no big deal. I I think you'll probably get it right the next time. I'm not going to stop buying the product. But you could have a very, very small number of contacts that are on that 10 on the pain scale. And Mm -hmm. these consumers or customers are no longer buying the product. They're leaving the brand. They're going out to social. And they're letting their voice be heard. And they're trying to get people to understand that they were they had a very bad experience and they don't want others mm-hmm. to have that experience as well. So being able to through your data apply yeah. some type of a sentiment tagging and then use it for risk mitigation, be prioritizing here goes back to the relationships again. Mm-hmm. Here's another example Going in the food world, you're partnering with your manufacturing facility and saying, Mm -hmm. I know this is a really low number of contacts that we've gotten on it, but consumers are really upset. We have to prioritize this.
0: Was that assigned by the uh, brand ambassador? Would they assign it based on themselves, or is that like speech analytics and some high end stuff?
1: At the time, I think our CRM systems are more sophisticated now, and many are doing this through the tagging system. But at the time, it would have been our data analysts who noticed the pattern, they're reviewing sentiment, Um, and then, of course, you have your tools that can help you also measure sentiment that may uh, trigger words um, in in the verbatims that would lead us to believe that this is a pretty serious event. And then the analysts would actually be doing the deep dive work of going through the verbatims and yeah. understanding this to be able to say, Hey, very small number of contacts, but the a negative sentiment. And on top of mm-hmm. that, um, this is, it, there's a trend that we're seeing and then, of yep. course, the um, the brand ambassadors at also are coached at any given time to flag and raise something up if there is some if there's any reason to believe that there's um, a pretty significant concern, and I think that goes hand in hand again when you when we talked about quality and mm-hmm. uh, food safety more so in the um, food the CPG world. It, you want to empower your brand ambassadors to be able to raise a hand at any given time, even mm-hmm. if it's one contact, that to have that one contact investigated.
0: Yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, oh, I have so many more questions on that process and what it might look like today. <laughs> um, but we'll have to just hold off on that. Um, let's look in the future. What's next for CX, Gene?
1: Uh, well, I I've been reading a little bit about BX, right, the business of experience, and and I'm hmm. actually going to read this, um, okay, because this is something that I've really just kind of started to tap into a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, want to learn more about. But um, it shifting from CX to BX embraces a complete approach that works to solve for human needs around a purpose. Um, Mm. And then that's in contrast to traditional customer experience where you're focusing on optimizing customer touch points around products and services. So um, I think it, it sounds like from what I've read on this so far that many customers are really just starting to understand the how important it is to have a holistic approach and to have your customers and consumers very easily see that you are a purpose-driven mm. organization and see and experience that in the way that you're supporting them and uh, offering uh, support to them through your, the, the channels, either directly or through mm-hmm. what they learn about your company. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where the key difference is here from CX to BX. CX, you're focused on those things that you can control. You're focused on the CRM systems. You're focused on the partnerships with marketing and sales and front-end technologies. But in BX, you're focused uh, additionally on being a purposeful organization Mm -hmm. and um, really having those values Show authentically in your interactions Mm -hmm. uh, with your customers and consumers. Um, I think those, uh, from what I've learned, um, purpose and values and innovation are really part of that more holistic approach. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's what's really uh, prompted my interest there is something that probably I think will start to gain a bit more traction and more in the seat, more. Uh, members of the CX world will start um, probably thinking about things a little bit differently this way. Thank you for sharing that. Next for CX, I think another important uh, piece of that is what we're starting to see around, well, a little bit more than starting to see, starting to get really good at Recognizing that when our employees are happy, <laughs> they, they can that's when they can take the best care of the customers, right? When, mm-hmm. when the employees are feeling like they are um, truly a brand ambassador and that they are advocates for the customers and consumers and that they um, really feel empowered. And it's been interesting to me some to see some of the way that companies are starting to actually measure, uh, not not on a, not in an annual survey, right? Not once a year measure employee engagement, okay. but some of the companies that are starting to measure on a regular basis, doing the check-in before they ever start engaging with the consumer for the day, they're checking in and saying, okay, let's let's have you do that pain scale today. Where are you at? Are you a seven, eight, nine? And if you're not, it, let, let's 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 do a check in with you personally, and and, yeah. and see if there's something that I can do to help. Because we know that for in order for you to be able to help the customers to the fullest extent that you can, you need to be in a good place, and and you need to be feeling like you're empowered, and that you're an advocate, and happy in your role. And I think this is. Uh, I'm starting to see it in some of the new technologies that are being developed for check-ins with agents and uh, employees. And then also starting to see it in some of the tools like uh, internally when you're working with your employees for one-on-ones, as an example, Mm. there's, when you go and you document your one-on-one in this um, software tool, you can put your check-in for the week. How did your week go? And I think that's, you know, Checking in on how employees are feeling, I think there's really something to that, and that if we can ensure that they're happy, they are going to be best positioned to make our customers happy and really want to be the best advocates that they can be.
0: Yeah, you make a great case for that. <laughs> um, I'm almost seeing like a algorithm, well, not an algorithm, maybe like a math problem. It's EX times two no. plus CX plus BX <laughs> equals consumer wins or something, you know, I'm sure someone has put that together. Um, happy employees equals happy customers. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Okay. So that's next for CX. How about what's, what's next for you personally, Jean?
1: Oh gosh. Um, You mentioned at the beginning uh, of our conversation here that I'm with Indeed. I'm pretty new to Indeed. And um, I've spent the majority of my career in telecommunications and in the CPG world, had a really short stint in insurance. And this is my first time working in tech, Um, HR technology, um, but truly a tech company. And I cannot tell you, it's, it's been a big learning curve, but I am so enjoying this. So what's next for me is really digging in deep and, and trying to um, learn more about the technology industry. And I could not be more proud to work for a company who helps people get jobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my, my next is finding out how do I every day spend intentional time trying to figure out what the next thing is for the individuals that we're supporting every day in their search for a new job. It's, it's so wonderful to be working uh, with a company that has a mission of helping people get jobs. And then on a, on a really personal note, <laughs> I uh, wrote a, a recent, recently, was, it was just a, almost a year ago that I uh, officially became a published author. I wrote a book about our family. It's called Mixed, Exploring What It Means to be Blended in America. And it's um, both the, the memoir and I, I highlight some of the complexities of being in a mixed race, blended family, but it's also a call to action for social justice and um, a call to action to really help uh, in a thoughtful way, try and help everyone wrap their arms around the huge disparities that continue to exist in our criminal justice system and in education and in employment and um, the housing so many other areas so um that that was my big endeavor last year i became officially a published author and i am also um volunteering and that volunteering slash uh on the board of directors with the local chapter of the american red cross and truly um just enjoying my service there
0: wow um Quite a lot. I'm, I'm not sure how you get all that done. I don't know what I'm doing with my time, Jean, frankly, but get, just getting back to the book for a second, I think that that is so exciting. Um, obviously I knew about the book being published and just so proud of you and uh, you know, all the work that you're doing um, everywhere, actually. <laughs> oh my. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jean, for taking time out of your Saturday to talk with me on the podcast.
1: Denise, I can't thank you enough for having me. We connected so many years ago at SOCAP. And um, I am so grateful to still continue to have not just colleagues, but friends yeah. like you who have been able to continue to support me, not just in my career, but I feel like um, I've got this Amazing network and support system. I know we touched on that a little bit, but um, couldn't be more grateful for yourself and uh, others in the network. I'm sure those who are going to be uh, watching Curious colleague. I I'm, I, I hope hi <laughs> hi to all of you and I miss you <laughs> since we haven't been here for a very long time. And and, and many others just encouraging um, yeah to to stay, stay together this way and continue conversations about how we can all collectively
0: um, continue to make the CX world great. If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcast. Be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Veneri. Thank you for your time.